Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. So Vossi's back on. Uh, yeah, Vossi, just in case you didn't hear, um, today's the day it starts in terms of um, the negotiating and the agents will be very busy. I've never heard the word frenzy used so often, <laughs> Smithy, as it has been around this date. Uh, hello to our listeners. And, yeah, look, I tell, you, I tell you a player who's getting some publicity that, that might make Warriors fans sort of uh, wonder, oh, if we're a chance. And I'm not sure what room is left with the Warriors' salary cap, but Isaiah Papalihi is uh, apparently not happy with the terms that have been offered him uh, at, uh, been offered at Parramatta after this absolutely superb year that he had. Um, I don't know. Is it, is it a chance? Could he could he return home? Um, and, and that's not for next season. That's for the year after. But uh, they're saying they're lowballing him. Um, he, he came over to Parramatta on a very modest contract. He now says after a, you know a Dally M second round of the year season, uh, he's entitled to a big increase. And apparently the offer hasn't exactly been anywhere near what he was expecting. So I, well, obviously he'd be back on bigger money at the Warriors and what he was on, but I wonder if they'd have a little dabble at getting him back. Um, but he's one player in the mix. Uh, Parramatta, was, Parramatta and Penrith, actually, Parramatta probably the club most affected. They've got double-figure numbers when you talk about players coming off contract at the end of next year. So there's no way they're going to keep them all. In fact, they might struggle to get any more than half, you know, or, or eight or nine. You can't give them all big money. So, and because it's all at the one time, it's very hard to sort of have a picking order. You know, Clint Gutherson, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo, um, Bubbley. I mean, there's just so many of them. Rather near your core, right? So the frenzy has started. There's no doubt about that. The Warriors um, may be chasing Joseph Manu, is that, if our information is correct. Oh, no, that's 100% correct. Yeah, 100% correct. And, look, this is just going to have to be a personal decision for, um, for Joseph, uh, you know, a real big life decision because it's not that he doesn't like playing for the Roosters and it's not that they're not offering him, you know, decent coin to remain with the club. Um, the Warriors will better the offer of the Roosters. There's no doubt about that. He'll be a primary target, but it won't be... Yeah, yeah, yes, it'll be a, 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 a little bit more and your times it over the term of the contract and, you know, you've got to put yourself in Joseph's shoes, but he, he is very happy at the Roosters. So it'll be a very tough call for him. Um, but he would be... Look, he, he's one of the really good players in the competition. He's a superstar, Joseph Manu. So if the Warriors got him, that, that's, that, that is like getting Roger Tuovasashek when he first signed from the Roosters to the Warriors. So I, I think that would be a great signing, but um, there's a fair bit to go on that one. I, I don't think the Roosters are going to give up easily, but they do have their figure. Mm. They do have a limit. They proved that with Latrell Mitchell. They weren't going to go any more for Latrell. 
And I think it'll be the same with Joseph Manu. They won't get to silly money. They'll, they'll put, they will table a very, very good offer, but it, but it won't be as big as the Warriors is, is my mail. Have you heard of any other hot properties uh, potentially on the market? Oh, look, every player, every player is going to be linked to the Dolphins. And I, I, I say that a little tongue-in-cheek, but, but having this new kid on the block um, that have to fill every single roster spot, it's going to be very easy for the managers to trot out the, well, the Dolphins, you know, that, that thinking that they may drive up the price. Uh, we're told that Regan Campbell-Gillard, back to Parramatta, is one of the players... Um, that, that could end up there. Um, Wayne Bennett, you would you would think, I know that uh, Peter Sullivan's come across as recruitment manager, but you'd have to think that Wayne Bennett's got a little short list himself. Um, in what order they sign players, it remains to be seen, whether it'll be their highest profile first up or not. Um, but um, that, there will be plenty linked to the Dolphins. Uh, and and Kalen Ponga is potentially the biggest name um, out of all of them because... His contract with Newcastle, while he is signed up for the next few years, he has an option in his favour for 2023. So I think that enables him to, you know, his management team to at least explore some opportunities. So it certainly is game on. It's an extraordinary situation. We're talking about 160 players that are off contract at the end of next Mm. year. So they can effectively be spoken to today in terms of contracts for 2023. It's a, it's a staggering amount of players when you consider it. Uh, it really is. Um, you know, that's it, a it's a hell of a lot when you you sort of take it. You, you you're looking at probably three or four um, here and there uh, of the profile ones, and then you've got the ones below the meat the meat and the sandwich below. I guess. Well, it used to be said that um, at good clubs, this this was an old adage that good clubs never have players coming off contract or the ones they want to keep. They never actually come off contract. But because that, that doesn't ring true anymore, because we enable this system, you know, it is, it's, uh, fans of other sports, you think this is crazy. You know, other sports like AFL in Australia that has the draft, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So these players are under contract for the year after next, but you can talk to them. It is, it is quite a system that we have. And the instability that it creates. So again, I bring Parramatta into the conversation. I mean, we could have a situation, round one next year, and by the way, the draw's going to be announced um, this week, but Parramatta mm-hmm. kick off next year, and, and like five or six of their, of their top squad, of the 17 that run out, will have already signed for a rival club for the season after that. Like that's, in, some, in some ways, that's a ridiculous way to run your business, isn't it? Vossi, you say that uh, the draw's going to come out, which uh, begs the question, what do you think the early rounds are going to look like? Uh, not so much team on team, but venue on venue. Well, I, I must say, I've just finished my breakfast show here this morning and it's sort of been leaked out what the likelihood is of the first round at the very least. And a lot of listeners are very upset because you've got to consider, um, and, and who am I to tell New Zealand listeners about the, the impact of not being able to see your team at home. I mean, New Zealand's gone through a couple of years of it. But um, Sydney fans are saying, well, South Sydney fans in particular, they've got wind of the fact that their first game next year will be against Brisbane in Brisbane. And South is saying, well, hang on a second. You know, we, we didn't get to enjoy our team in their grand final run. No matches in Sydney at all. Brisbane had everything. And now you're going to take the first game of the season we have to play in Brisbane? How is that reward? And, and I'm totally with them. At the very least, the two grand finalists should be playing their first matches of the year at home. We're told Penrith will. Um, but South Sydney, and a very good point that 
some of their fans made today, they actually want to farewell Adam Reynolds, who will be playing for Brisbane. They're saying, the only way we get to farewell him is if we play in Sydney. Because we're actually, you know, we want to... You know, I think that I think it's a, I think it's a really poor uh, selection if South have to play away round one. And they're talking about Penrith-Canterbury being the first match for the season. Now, I agree with the theory that, um, that Penrith, or, or the defending Premier... I believe should play the first game of the season. I think that should be the kickoff to the next year. It should always be the, the reigning champion. But this is first against last. Now I know Canterbury are going to have this whole, you know, it's going to be a curiosity factor with all their new signings, but they shouldn't be rewarded with the first game of the season, even though it's an away game. I don't think first v last should be the game we kick, kick off our new season with, do you? I don't. No. No, I don't think so. I think the defence deserves more than that and uh, a more consideration all round. Uh, one of the things they're going to have to uh, get their head around very quickly, and particularly if we're looking at crossing borders, etc., is this vaccine issue again. Uh, we're told that Nelson Asofa Solomona does not want the vaccine. Uh, so, I mean, he's just one of a group, I would imagine, Vossi, which are going to take some handling um, and the logistics yeah. of it. Well, the predictions are we're going to end up with you know one or two, three, maybe at, at each club. Now, some clubs are getting close to 100%, but they, look, if you haven't had your first shot now, there's a fair chance that you, you oppose it, isn't it? I mean, there'd be no reason uh, to delay with off-season training starting. For some teams, off-season training starts this week, and Canterbury are one of those teams, having finished last at start this week, and had put in, not, not saying... It's compulsory, but saying there's an expectation you'll be vaccinated, and if you're not, well, you can't train. You can't train with the team. Now, Melbourne's very different. You've got the whole government down in Melbourne saying the rules are, in Victoria, uh, no jab, no play, or train. So Nelson for solomona will not be able to train with the team at all, let, let alone play, come next season. Now, there's some cynics out there that are saying, is it possible? They're trying to read between the lines. Is he one out of the club? Because this is one way you would get out of the club. And, and Melbourne, are, uh, you know, are reluctant to to sack him because they know he'll be signed in a heartbeat. And people are sort of saying, cynics are saying, well, he'll he'll get out of Melbourne and then he'll relent and get the vaccine a month down the track. And Melbourne are saying, well, if he had done that, we wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't have got rid of him. So there's some, there's some uh, sceptics out there about this one. Um, what I will say, purely on football, let's leave the debate about the vaccine out. Nelson Asafa Solomona is, is now heading towards the best part of his career and would be an incredible signing for any potential club, Warriors or anyone. Um, he, mm. he's, um, he, he makes an impact every game he plays now, so he'd be a great signing. Good news, though. Uh, Promotional-wise, uh, it won't be in Australia or New Zealand. Uh, Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman want their respective clubs for an NRL game in the United States uh, in around about, uh, what, 15, 18 months? Well, you know, reluctantly, I'm going to put my name forward to commentate the game. Um, I'm happy to fly <laughs> over. Uh, I, no, well, I'm not happy. I, I, I'll do it. I'll put myself out and I'll fly over and do the game. You're actually talking to someone, Smithy, who has called a game in America, a rugby league game. I, I went to, um, to Jacksonville in 2008 to call the Australia Day Challenge, and it was at the request of Russell Crowe, who got in touch with my employer, Channel 9, at the time, and said, can you provide a commentator to the game? So I flew over the hit-and-run mission over to Jacksonville, which is way over on the East Coast. It's like I was in the air more than I was on the ground in getting there and back. Mm. Um, and Isaac Luke actually played a great game for South Sydney at this particular game against the Leeds Rhinos. 
Um, so was there a crowd there? There was, actually. I, I can honestly say there was decent turnout. There was curiosity. Does it do much for the code? Like, what, was there much follow-up? Well, there obviously wasn't. That was 2008. We haven't been, <laughs> 13 years on, we haven't been back. Um, so, look, I like the idea of it. I, I'm all for promoting the game everywhere. Will it reap massive reward? The answer's, in all honesty, probably no. Okay. Um, Melbourne Cup tomorrow, of course, uh, I would imagine it's been thick on uh, your show. It will be tomorrow morning as well. Um, Incentivise, they're saying, could be the shortest prize favourite in the Cup since Far Lap. That is amazing. $2.80 at the moment um, with uh, most betting agencies incentivised. Some of them, in fact, paid out early on incentivised. I'm actually going Twilight Payment, which is in the third line of betting, around about $12 today in Australian markets. Uh, so I'm going against the favourite, probably taking the value. In fact, I backed it a few weeks back, now all over a month ago now. So um, Twilight Payment is my tip for the Melbourne Cup, but um, opinions and tips on the Melbourne Cup are like backside. So um, you're pretty, pretty much going to go your own, if you know what I mean. I know. Um, and we weren't even going to bring up the fact that you got hammered by England in the T20 World Cup and we just beat India. We weren't even going to mention that. Hello? There's a problem with the line there. Seems to cut out. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hello? 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 No, I can't even... Okay. I don't know where he's gone. I don't know. I get the message. I, to talk to I get the message. Get the message, Hello? bossy. I get the message. Okay, okay. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. 11.16 here Hello? on SCNZ. Hello? <laughs> no, you're lost. You're lost, just in case you didn't get that through to you.